And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. Let the Thursday shenanigans begin. Gary, how are you? I'm doing really, really good. All right, let's let's first start out here uh, just very, very quickly because one of the things we're monitoring is will Republicans ever do things the right way, right? Yeah, right. That's one of the things that we look at. And so mm-hmm. I figured I would play this audio cut first. Mm-hmm. Senator Barrasso, uh, this would have been on, a, on Tuesday, right. with an energy official from the Biden administration. Okay. And this is a way that he asked the, the, the question, which is the correct way. Now, he doesn't go as far as we would like, but at least, like I said, it's a start. In June of this year, President Biden said, quote, Republicans falsely claim that I'm blocking production on federal lands. He says, but again, that's nonsense. Well, I'm a Republican, and I do claim that he is blocking production on federal lands. Last month, President Biden said something different. He said, no more drilling. There is no more drilling. Joe Biden, when was he lying? Which was the lie? Because clearly the president is lying. Which one? So, Senator, I think, as you know, Production on public lands, both onshore and offshore, has not stopped. In fact, uh, in this administration, production levels, and this is just EIA information, has increased uh, on public lands to over uh, a billion barrels a year. And so there has been no uh, attempt by the administration to block or stop or impede production on public lands. So then the president is lying when he says no more drilling, there is no more drilling. That's a direct lie into the camera to the American people by the president of the United States. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, I can't comment on a quote sort of out of context, but it, uh, clearly there is. <laughs> and then, uh, then uh, now Barrasso should have said, what was out of context? Right. But, he did, but he went in, what he did was go in and say, wait a minute, the, you know, the, uh, the government is required uh since the Biden administration started 10 times to sell leases they've only done it twice because mm-hmm. there's where they're cutting back so he got him he got him good but he said look the president's lying the american public every democrat knows the president is lying because he goes both ways on on uh, on gasoline and it reminds me you and i always got a chuckle out of when trump became president 
Mm. And and Obama did everything he possibly could to kill. Uh, and, and by the way, I was really interesting when he said public lands. Uh, what I would have asked, uh, are you talking state lands or federal lands? Right. This huge increase. Yeah, because if you're billion. folding in state lands, that's right. their policies. We're right. talking about federal policy. Right. Let's let's stick to federal land. And I would have asked that question. But it's like Democrats. Had, and and d- this is not new because Obama did it. When when uh, uh, Trump took over and Trump, remember, he made the speech that look at energy. He was, was in office like a year or something. Mm-hmm. Look at energy production here in the United States. It's skyrocketing. And Obama that tried to do everything to kill uh, energy on federal lands, drilling on federal lands, yeah. came out and said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, that, that, that started during my administration. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. oh, so then you're responsible for increasing global warming. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's hilarious the way the Democrats go back and forth. Biden, uh, Biden's doing it. Obama did it. I mean, this is nothing new. They want it both ways. Right. And they're not called on it by the, by the liberals. So it's like, eh, what the heck? Yeah. The liberals are okay if they're lying. Yeah. You so know, we've proven that over and over again. Just wanted to uh, start out with uh, that one. Coming up, the GOP in spending. Uh, the GOP ramps up investigations into social media and Biden administration collusion. The self-identification conundrum for the left. Gavin Newsom, this is one of my favorite stories that came out yesterday. Hmm. Gavin Newsom not happy at the Biden administration for sending illegal immigrants to California as California over the last way over the last decade has invited illegal immigrants yeah. in to their sanctuary state. Right. And Do now you want he's them a, there or not. Right. Newsom wants it both ways. Right. California, wake up. I mean, can you guys get anything straight out there? Is there any consistency in liberalism at all? No. Let's set up sanctuary cities where we will protect not only illegal immigrants, but we will protect criminal illegal immigrants. From the federal government. Oh, okay. Well, that's a pretty big invitation, is it not? Hey, let's let's go to California. We're protected there. So the administration says, okay, we're going to ship uh, illegal immigrants because the border's out of control. Mm-hmm. And we caused this. And everybody knows we caused it. So, hey, let's send them everywhere. But let's really send them to California because California has invited illegal immigrants for years to their state. The governor, what are you doing? Stop doing it. We don't have the money to support this. Well, then maybe, you idiots, you should not have. And by the way, I'm not talking to the good conservative citizens of California, but the citizens that keep voting for Democrats for this until it gets too expensive. Well, we wanted to be a sanctuary city. Everybody's invited here, but we don't want to have to pay for it. Yeah, uh, uh, reality hitting home once again. And, you know, it's... Over and over again, this this is the liberal circular firing squad in action. Because there's probably talk inside the administration of, well, let's not send them to Texas or Florida because they'll just send them back to D.C. and and New York and Chicago. We don't want that. So let's just send them to California where they're welcome. California says, what? 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 We can't do that. Newsom, what what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Remember the time it was? It goes back several years. Share <laughs> made the comment because yeah. they were talking. It was only talk back then, and I I don't know if it was uh uh I don't know which governor of what state it was. I don't know if it was Abbott or uh, of Texas or someone else, another governor, just talking about 
sending them to California. And she went on social media rant saying, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. So I'm sure she called the governor and said, do something about this. <laughs> you know, I'm 98 years old, governor. I can't. I can't. Take this. This is a problem uh, for the liberals and and their circular firing squad. And, and of course, you know, again, they don't care if uh, the people that they uh, elect lie. They don't. The, the rank and file liberal on the far left does not care. Uh, anything to get the job done. Anything to win. Um, but the other individuals that are involved that are looking at this are going, wait. What? Are we not a sanctuary state? Yeah. What's going to happen next? Governor Newsom's going to send him back to D.C. on a bus? <laughs> wow. That, <was laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, that would be the best. Yeah, it Please would. have that happen. It would. Well, I mean, it's just uh, you, you have to. I mean, this is this is perfect liberalism, though. Mm-hmm. We want to promote our radical liberalism, mm-hmm. but we don't wish to pay for it. We wish somebody else to pay for it yeah sort of like you know it's sort of like the whole concept of the left we talk about rights but not the responsibility that comes with rights well yeah, right. okay we'll talk about our liberal philosophy that's going to cost you know billions of dollars mm-hmm. but we want somebody else to pay for it right. same thing that we saw with uh with uh with health care mm-hmm. you know well we <laughs> We didn't know we were going to have to pay for Obamacare. Right, right. We're all for it, but we thought somebody else was going to pay for it. We didn't know that it was going to affect us. That was that, uh, I think, couple from Silicon Valley, I think mm. that was, mm. that, that had come out. And they were just completely upset when they realized that their health care was going up. Well, we're all for. Yeah, we're we, all for free health care. We voted for this. We supported it. We, we, we voted, didn't know we were going to pay for it. We voted for free health care. We didn't vote the fact that we were going to pay for it. We thought other wealthy people would pay for it. Where's the magic or the magic money tree? Yeah. Can't the Fed just, if the Fed is printing money to pay the debt, why can't the Fed print money to pay for health care for everybody? Exactly. See, this is what happens when you act on emotion. No, everybody needs health care. Free health care. What's this invoice? (laughs) What? It has my name on it. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll talk more about uh, uh, that. We'll tell you the, the exact story about what Newsom said. Uh, Trump DeSantis polling. Now there's multiple polls showing that Trump is in trouble mm. in the Republican Party. Mm. As And, you know, the interesting thing is when we look over the last, uh, it's been now over, uh, well over a month. Uh, yeah. That uh, yeah. Well, about about it's been about a month. Fifteenth, uh, I think it was a month today. Yeah. Actually, okay. it's, it's yeah, the fifteenth. Yeah. So yeah, when he uh, when he announced and then no campaigning at all. Right. I mean, nothing. I mean, yeah. there has been yeah. no campaigning mm-hmm. uh, from from Trump whatsoever uh, uh, on it. And you know, the advantage that DeSantis has is DeSantis because he's a governor can still do things. For example, um, uh, and we'll talk about this: the left going crazy and calling him authoritarian and a mm-hmm. dictator. Because he said, um, because he said, look, uh, I, I want the state and I want the Department of Justice uh, to impanel a, a grand jury to investigate what's going on. You know, what went on with the covid vaccine? And one of the things that he brought up is and it's a legit it's a it's totally legit. You know, wait a minute. Why was everybody telling us that the vaccine? Yeah. Stopped the spread. 
why were the why were the um, uh, pharmaceutical companies doing it as well as the Democrats when we know they never actually tested to see if that was going on? Why were they saying it when it wasn't the case? Right. The research didn't show it. Well, that's a legit. That's totally legit. Yeah, you you are and and you can sit there and say, well, what would be the incentive to do it? Well, more people will get the vaccine, which means the government will buy more of the vaccine, which means they can enrich themselves by doing it. Now, that's the allegation. And that's a legit allegation to investigate because we know we were told that the vaccine stopped the spread. Yeah, right. And and so the Democrats aren't going to win that. He's an authoritarian dictator for doing that. No, most people are wondering why did that happen? Most reasonable people are asking, why were we told one thing and it wasn't the case? Exactly. Over and over again. Right. So that uh, coming up, the Fed projection for interest rates in 2023, you saw it, right? 5.1% they yeah. expect to get to. Right. Mm. Oh, I didn't even check. Did the? I mean, it might take a couple of days. I didn't see what the 30-year mortgage was. Yeah, I haven't seen the change. It, it may be uh, a day or two before we... Uh, see significant change, but last Friday over the weekend, this past Friday, it was 7.5. So we'll see where okay, it averages I December, out. I have December 13th, hmm. 30 year fixed, 7.05. Yeah. So it went down a half a percent. Hmm. Well, that's again, that it, that's the average, which means you have a number of banks probably, as we talked before, and that has happened. Uh, there has been fluctuation uh, because banks are looking to uh, good, get good paper, basically, on the books, qualified borrowers. Okay. Uh, you compete by right, right. by uh, offering a competitive rate. So Yeah, I just look because I think December 9th it was like 7.5. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, this past weekend. Yeah, it's, you know, I um, will see where where things, you know, end up in, in 23. The, my question is, is, uh, you know, first of all, there's there we could take a huge energy hit. Um, there were more sanctions that went into place recently on Russia and parts of Europe. Uh, how much of that is going to directly or indirectly affect uh, what's going on here in the U.S.? Really, it's about demand. It's about it's always about supply and demand with with energy. And that's the question you've got now. Uh, a winter storm brewing as of course, mm-hmm. it would be this time of year. Uh, and while it's been mild, uh, you know, with the exception of that massive winter storm that hit the Buffalo area, uh, no really massive winter events. Not that that was nothing. And then you look at that and, and the demand for heating oil, and, and uh, which is going to crunch the, the supply for both heating oil and for diesel going into the new year. And we'll see what what yeah, else the, uh, winter has in store? Yeah, and the jet stream is dropping, and now it's you know it, it now now the forecast even for Texas is yeah. a little bit colder than we said yeah yep. you know mid twenties, which right. means that's going to be across the south, which means more people are going to be using energy, and that's supposed to be widespread right uh, across the, the the country. So the colder it gets, uh, the the more energy we use. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it will be uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, you know where that where that all goes. So uh, we'll get to the spending stuff, too. Hmm. I just want to say this, you know, because I understand that the I understand exactly what's going on with the uh, with the Republicans saying, what are you doing, McConnell? 
what you know, what are you what are you doing? What the GOP? Why are you doing this? We should wait and negotiate when we get into power. Yeah. You don't need to do this. Right. I also know the other side of it. And the other side, and this is a reality of it, if the Republicans get you know, if the Republicans get to do it, they're going to want to cut. The American public does not want to cut. Yeah. Sorry, right. that's where the yeah, American no, public is. And and I don't I, see that changing. Right. I don't that's I don't see that changing ever actually in my lifetime. Right. I, the Amer- the American public right with even though the American public understands that spending causes it, mm-hmm. the latest polling shows the American public actually wants the government to be giving them money every month. Yep. They want more stimulus for, you know, government to be giving them money because of the situation with the economy which will continue to cause the inflation. Well, it's it, it just sounds like a a an absurd joke. Austerity doesn't mean we have to quit overspending. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you say it out loud, that's basically where we are as a nation. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, look, uh, yes, we need to get our house in order and we need to do the right thing and don't well, cut. Well, you very, very quickly you look at the the the, the Fed. Uh, you know, Paul talk, Powell talking about five point one percent right next year. Well, that means that the interest on the interest on the debt is going to skyrocket all through next year, mm-hmm. and that's actually a cut on the budget in itself without cutting anything. Yeah, right. And we said this a couple of weeks ago. That's the problem that Republicans have. The American public wants no inflation, but more uh, debt spending. Right. It's impossible. the The American public is saying we want magic. Yeah, yeah. You can't get magic. No, no. I mean, it's it's just and it's again, it's this mentality. If I just close my eyes and pretend it's not there, the problem's not yeah. there. It'll just mm-hmm. go away. Eight six six ninety red eye. It pays to have a tire maintenance routine, especially during the winter driving season. Between black ice and heavy snowfall, winter weather can impact your tires and your productivity in a number of ways. Here's a tire maintenance tip to help you avoid downtime and roll safely through winter. Check your tire pressure during every pre-trip inspection and make sure they're properly inflated according to the manufacturer's recommendations. Cold weather naturally causes tire pressure to decrease and underinflated tires can wear faster and impact your fuel efficiency. Maintaining proper tire pressure is essential to maximizing the performance, safety, and lifespan of truck tires. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. I want to play this audio cut uh, yesterday from uh, the Democrats, Democrat Representative Sean Kasten talking about energy. Now, this is as big of a lie as you can tell, mm. as you can possibly tell. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Clean energy is cheap energy. And I think one of our biggest contributions on this, on this committee is we got people to understand that at a gut level and got our colleagues to pass policies that is informed by that. It's an absolute lie. Yeah. Unless unless you're including the production of natural gas and where it could go if you expanded it in the United States. But they're not talking about natural gas. That's an absolute lie from the Democrats and from Representative Sean uh, Kasten looking right in the camera 
and lying to the American people. Mm-hmm. And he's got the Democrats behind him. Yeah, that's all right. written down. Their plan is let's just lie as big as we can. Yeah, right. Uh, but then you look at uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre and let's look in, uh, and see what she has to say about it. So you've heard us say this, that what, what we see Russia's doing, and we've been very clear about this, is that they're using energy, they're weaponizing energy, and it's choosing to, to one of the things that uh, has been out there to shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom One. So we're getting, they were getting their energy or looking to get their energy from the department store? <laughs> Nordstrom. <laughs> hey, there's some good sales right before Christmas. <laughs> God. Ho, 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 Red Eye Radio, Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays. And he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. I almost said he's Red Eye Radio. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a frequent contributor. <laughs> now we, Part-time contributor. Where's Rudolph the Red Eye Reindeer? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. So you and I were just having a discussion here during the uh, the. the, the uh, the the break because mm-hmm. uh, the show never stopped <laughs> it just right. kept going it's like it's not a break yeah it's not a break if we continue yeah right and I always used to say we really have a great job mm-hmm. because we get four coffee breaks an hour yeah right you know but we don't the door stayed closed nobody went and got coffee or water no. or did it? No. We just we sat here and continued the 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 show, and we, we were continuing the show about Representative Caston and the Democrats yesterday saying that uh, clean energy is cheap energy, and we said they're lying to you. And right. you know, you brought out the report from the renewable some renewable energy group that said, oh, it's it's getting cheaper, and uh, and you said, well, they're only talking about one aspect of it, which would be installation, or once you have everything installed, the cost of producing the power is. Is less well. That's ridiculous. You have to look at the in, entire the entire infrastructure and the in, the the totality of uh, wind and solar. And right. the fact is, part of the cost of wind and solar is having an a, a redundancy of natural gas backup, natural gas backup, coal backup in order to do that. That's part of the cost of doing business. And what they're doing is the same thing that they did with going back. Remember the plug-in hybrid cars? Yeah, yeah. And remember, it was like... <laughs> I think it was the Chevy Volt they did it. it yeah. And it was, it was it something was, like, you know, oh, it gets uh, four or 500 miles uh, per gallon. Yeah, this gets 400, 400 to 500 miles a gallon. We're like, well, you're lying. It doesn't do that. What you're saying is if you plug it in and get a full charge for the batteries, mm-hmm. well, then you're getting four... Well, you're not... You can't sit there and in any type of... Of scientific equation, yeah. when you're talking about energy, you can't sit there and say, well, we're using another form of energy, mm. but we'll credit it to this. We're using two forms of energy, yeah. and right, we'll just right. intermingle them, and we'll manipulate the numbers to say, okay, well, when we're using the electricity that we use to charge it up, well, we'll just put that for gas mileage. Well, you right. can't do that. The right. gas mileage is based on the gas mileage itself. Right. If you don't plug it in ever... 
and then you run it, mm-hmm. what you eventually come up with, because that gasoline engine would charge the batteries, which would make the engine go. Right. Well, then you can say it gets this many miles per gallon. But this is where the left lies. Well, let's pick and choose. Oh, this part of it here is cheaper. Well, what about the, are you talking about with the installation and the government cost of the subsidies? Mm. Because the cost of it is the total cost. If you sit there and say, we're going to make it so you can install solar panels for free. So uh, it means that it's cheaper for you and it's cheaper than other forms of energy. It's not. Right. God, I feel like an idiot having to explain that. Well, and and that's the the entire thing is that um, you notice they they don't they don't say cheap and plentiful yes. because the two have to go hand in hand because it is about supply and demand. And and if you can't guarantee the supply, you can't say that it's cheap. You can't. No, because it, because you have the maintenance on the the redundancy that you need. Uh, from either coal or yeah. or or, uh, or natural, natural gas, gas, right? You need that that, and that's part of the entire cost. Duh. And and that's it. And and when they do that, and they say, okay, we have uh, the other industries, uh, coal or natural gas, and they say it's cheap and plentiful. You know that uh, you can look and say these are measured reserves that we have that we are still mining and 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 bringing to the marketplace, and while you can have a disruption to service. We learned that in Texas on natural gas a couple of winters ago. Um, it is it is a reserve that is definitely measurable. You can look at that and say, oh, no, they, it's it's actually production is the infrastructure is there. Uh, production is consistent. Um, and when you want to say that clean energy is cheap, you can't say it's cheap in terms of energy. You can't qualify it as cheap if it's not plentiful. It's not plentiful because it's not consistent. And um, oh, I just had I mind blank there because when you're, when you're uh, oh, and here's here's how you know they're lying. If you take the totality totality across the board, mm-hmm. clean energy is cheap. Right, there would be no subsidies. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't need subsidies, right? Because if uh, if wind power and solar power was cheaper, and you take everything, of course, we we have to say this because the Democrats don't take everything into consideration. Mm-hmm. Taking the totality of of having consistent clean energy, if wind and solar was cheaper, there would be no subsidies. And I'd be buying it because the incentive would be there because it's cheaper. And that's how economics works. And we'd that's all be, how, yeah, right. we'd all be calling the contractors or going to the home improvement stores and lining up, you know, and, and converting. If, right. Because and, and that's that's what it comes down to is that the reliability, the the sustained supply is a is a part of that basis equation. It it always is. And understand that the Democrats doing what they did yesterday by saying that. And they know they're lying. Mm-hmm. They know they're lying. Mm-hmm. That by doing that, they're lying in order to make the United States vulnerable and hurt our energy security, our economic security, 
and our national security. And they're lying about it consistently, and they're still lying about it. And the Democrats lied about it yesterday, too, when they had, or yesterday was, or Tuesday, I'm getting my days mixed up here, mm-hmm. when they held that conference and we played the audio yeah. cut where Representative Kasten said clean energy is cheap energy. They're lying. Yeah, right. I mean, and, and that's it. And everybody um, listening right now, every Democrat knows they're lying. Right. No, they do. Now, if you want to say, well, they need to lie in order to save the planet, hmm. well, then go with that defense. Well, and and or they need to lie uh, to get to a point of nationalizing energy, yeah, you know, which is actually what they want to do. Because once you drive all the uh, oil and natural gas and coal producers out of business, then the only thing you can do is take it over. And they've been dying to nationalize it for a long time. They used to say it openly. And uh, like with health care, it's, it's very clear. The, the game is you've got to break the old system first. You've got to make sure it's not profitable. You've got to make sure it's, it is uh, uh, always on its heels. And when you can finally get them on their knees, then you can take greater control through regulation. And that's exactly what's been happening for a number of years. Uh, Biden's playing out of an old playbook. You know, this is something that, as you mentioned, his boss did and then tried to Mm -hmm. claim that he was responsible for the increase in drilling in production. They they really want it both ways, which is proof all they that all they want really at the top of the game is. The adoration. They want to be, for Obama, he wanted to be the rock star. He didn't actually like the job. And that's not just a simple observation from a couple of guys in Texas. That's actually what was being said behind the scenes in 2011. At the end of 2011, when you had Chris Matthews. Yeah. We haven't heard enough from him lately. Um, and and others inside uh, the Beltway. I think even uh, Neil Cavuto at one time was was saying, you know, the rumors are that Obama doesn't want a second term. He doesn't, you know, that this again was at the end of 2011. He yeah. doesn't like the gig. Yeah, when we say that, that originally came from M- on MSNBC, right? From Chris Matthews saying this guy doesn't like the job. Every, right. Everybody knows he just he likes all the, you know, the. Uh, he likes being the rock star. He likes the imagery. Mm-hmm. He likes the rock star. Yep. He the likes celebrity the, status. The celebrity great. status, the parties, yep. but he didn't like right. the job. Right. Because remember, they talked about the fact that he didn't want to meet even with his own the leadership of his own party. No, he didn't. He just wanted things sort of to get done. Uh, just, you know. Just get I'm it done and don't bother me. Get it done and. Uh, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. And foreign leaders, the same thing. Yeah. You know, and we've got a very different dynamic. Now the foreign leaders really don't care to sit down with Biden. Biden, yeah. I know Macron did it, but you look at at, at uh, the criticism of of uh, you know this president has been very clear, and I think if you if you missed uh, any of it, uh, you only have to go back to the uh, botched exit of Afghanistan, and that's when the confidence fell internationally in this president because they realized that he was incompetent, and you know those are the things that. Um, you know, is it, it, but it doesn't matter. You, you, he's playing from, uh, the, uh, the book of, uh, uh, political strategies. And then he gives his, uh, 
spokesperson a, a book of political <laughs> answers, and and sometimes uh, she sometimes she turns it to the right page. But you know, it's it all this as we've said, it's it, it's by choice, and it's what the American public has voted for. Yes, you know, and we're not talking to our audience, and, right, and, right. And uh, and and the conservatives in California, the right. the two of you that are left, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're <laughs> since I went after looking Newsom for a Groupon on U-Haul in, in California yeah. <laughs> earlier. <laughs> uh, uh, but the majority of Americans, everything that every problem that we have today, right now, has been self-inflicted. Yeah, no, and, it is. And and you know, you and I talked about the whole. And there's not really much to talk about the spending thing. I know. Mm. The conservatives is going to be going crazy about it, but the American people want them a magic pill. Yeah. They believe that, you know, they understood a year ago. The polls showed it clearly. They understood the incredible spending that we were doing caused inflation. By the time we got to a month ago in election time, the majority of the American public believed that the government should be giving them money to get them through the hard economic times, yep. especially what exactly what got us here. They want more of. So yeah. they want inflation gone, but deficit spending to continue. They want magic. Yep, is what the American public is looking for. No, I mean, and, they do. And, and, whether and, it's energy or spending right. or any any of it, it's it. Look, just just wave a wand and make it happen. And and yeah, you can scream at McConnell and you can say it, but the biggest fear of Republicans right now of the of the leadership in in the Senate, I believe, and and probably there are some even in. Uh, in the House is the fact that they know we have to cut, but they'll be responsible for cutting and they'll lose 24 if they cut too much because with, yeah. we, because of right. the increase right. already, mm-hmm. they're going to have to spend more not to cut. Right. Because there's going to be a cut next year in services unless they do a tremendous more of deficit spending because of the interest rate on the debt. That has skyrocketed now, right? And went from two hundred or two hundred and fifty uh, billion dollars a year to maybe seven, eight hundred, nine hundred billion by next year. Yep. That's money that can't be spent, and the republic, and that's the problem that they have. Yep. And the public is saying, "Spend more. We don't care if you put the debt on future generations. We want what we want now." Right. And. That's not going to turn around. No, and that's just the reality of where the Republicans are, and that's the tough road that they have to do, that even if you wish to do the right thing and say we can't continue to do this, the American public isn't with you. Right. We've seen it in other countries. Until the whole damn thing collapses, just keep doing it. Right. Yeah, keep going. We know the house is still on fire, but yep. the last bedroom hasn't burned yet. 86690 red eye lines open for your calls 86690 red eye on red eye radio It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. More on Twitter, more on uh, the uh, Hunter Biden investigation, where that might uh, be the Hunter Biden laptop investigation, because Mm -hmm. the investigation is actually 
on the president. Hmm. So. You said moron, and I uh, just I looked up, thought you were talking to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I said moron. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? You said it twice. I'm like, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, there's. <laughs> I, didn't know I said, I'm thinking to myself, I didn't say moron. Oh, I said more on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, trust me, me. I'm always turning my head. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's so interesting right now because we're just in a um, and 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 I I by the way, it just makes me love this job even more. Uh, we had some nice listeners asking, "Hey, are you guys out after this week?" And you responded and said, "No, we're uh, our last show of the year uh, will be the twenty second. It'll be next week." So, uh, and I started thinking, "Oh man." I don't know that I'm ready for vacation. There's <laughs> a lot going on. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, 866-90-RED-EYE. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. Good morning. Good morning. We... We're, by the way, download our Red Eye Radio app today. You know it. You know what you got to do. Download the dang thing. And and if you can't listen overnight live, you can listen when and where you want. I want to say something to the people who have yet to download the Red Eye Radio app. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You have a smartphone. You know how to download apps. What are you doing? Download the app. Now! are you still without the red eye radio app after all that really come on our listeners are smart and they're motivated i think that worked (laughs) it man we had a surge in downloads the other night you're welcome you're welcome Berating the listeners. Yeah. You morons! <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not going to... Look, I, I won't go after them, but I'll just say only idiots don't download the run. <laughs> oh, that'll work, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... Good call. <laughs> I didn't berate them. What are you... You, you turn into a Democrat? <laughs> only Democrats can get away with that. I'm not saying any particular person is an idiot. Yeah, I'm no. just making a general statement. We, look, we Generally can, no, no, speaking... Sorry. In, in, in conservative circles, berating your, <laughs> the people yeah. that have supported you yeah. <laughs> probably is not... <laughs> An advantageous <laughs> philosophy. Again, program directors waking up for a second night to get some water. Uh, I, we really need to have a meeting. What is on the air right now? 
That would make the what? first meeting we've had in like 10 years. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's, it's just, just somebody tell them to stop. Stop going after their listeners. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, we want to. We do want to thank our uh, daywalkers. Our daywalker friends. I like friends. that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so if you're, if you're a day walker and you listen on the app, thank you. We appreciate that. So I just saw the story when I got in. I don't know how I missed this one. Mm. Did you see the video of Boehner crying? Yes. Boehner, let me me ask you. John Boehner cried during a Nancy Pelosi tribute. Is there a video of him not crying? (laughs) That I haven't seen. I thought he didn't like messy. I don't like messy. So I'm going to go to work for a tobacco company. (laughs) <laughs> and then he was fired from the tobacco company because he smokes too much. Uh, the proceeding may or may not be true. <laughs> I, I, I didn't care. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on. In today's world, it doesn't matter whether it's the truth or not, Eric. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> is it number one? Is it entertaining? Yeah. It's like- number two, does it help to push Fourth, a particular narrative. Imagine Philip Morris to have a board meeting. Uh, you know, just uh, want to welcome the former Speaker of the House, uh, John Benner, to the, uh, and then a day later, wow, <sighs> he really smokes a lot. <laughs> I mean, a lot. It's appreciated. But, wow, that's a lot. Actually, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he went to a, Work for Philip Morris. I'm just making up a bit right, as I right. go along. Yeah, exactly. It's it's um. It was you a know, lo- lobbyist or yeah. something. It was Grouper, I think. You know when when uh, when Trey Gowdy came out and paid tribute to Paul Ryan when he was leaving. Um, I was like, okay, all right, that's fine. And and there were some tears. Um, that's fine. Uh, I didn't expect that from Trey Gowdy. Okay, well, she's and, not leaving. Was, they just unveiled her portrait. I know. Yeah, yeah, but that was. The, you know, it's, but it's being treated like she's exiting, right? That's, I mean, everything is, and somebody wrote the story. Oh, it wasn't Politico. Um, (laughs) But it was, the headline is, you know, uh, Nancy prepares her exit. They're treating it like she's going away. And I thought, what did I miss? Is she (laughs) actually going to just sneak out the back door um but this is you know i i guess to be expected it's it's um you know if you if you want to get up there and say a few words uh that's 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 one thing i in a situation like that a former speaker saying something about an outgoing speaker uh, okay you know part of the reason that i'm not cut out it's not i don't think you have to get up there and you know attack nancy pelosi um but i i'm not so sure that that tears would be warranted (laughs) you know you're treading lightly yeah okay maybe one (laughs) yeah but that but that tear would be of joy (laughs) well She's no longer speaker. Yeah. I mean, it's because it's, you know, you and I have been uh, around for a long, long time. Um, And when I came to this show, Bill Clinton was just, he had just won his second term. 
wow, a month before I came to this show. But this is, you know, the so we've been around for a long time. We 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 know how the game works and and everything else, and and we also know that all right, um, uh, Pelosi, but the new uh, you know minority leader in in the house is, is radical. Um, I expect, uh, Schumer at some point that, well, at some point I, uh, sooner than later, you know, the make way for another radical and in the Senate, I don't think it's, it's going to happen when, as he's a majority leader, but you know, the, the radicals basically there's, there was no way that, that it wasn't going to go more radical for the, for the left. So, right. You know, so, so, Nancy being, uh, you know, just a uh, another lawmaker and no longer being speaker, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those indications for us, really, that that it's the party's moving on to a more radical uh, approach uh, more and more. I mean, they they adopt this and, and believe that they're winning as a result of it. And, well, uh, you know, and and Boehner. You know, shedding some tears here uh, shows that uh, for him and and his comment, you know, as he was leaving, uh, well, before he left, uh, we don't like messy and and that kind of thing. Well, yeah, we know you don't. You don't like rolling your sleeves up. You don't like working. You know, the interesting thing is when you when you look look overall what's happening, you just made me think about this. And and we had sort of hit on this earlier when we talked about uh, Representative Jeffries taking over now. You know. For Nancy Pelosi, he'll be the minority leader mm-hmm. of the of, of the House, and the, the the Democrats found one of the biggest election deniers that exist out there. Yeah, right. And yeah. and it was funny because somebody fact checked it. It was like, well, he he may dispute the election, but he's not an election denier. That definition was only for Trump people. It's like yeah. really, yeah, I right. didn't know that. Yeah, we don't. You just, yeah, you, that's you, not, just, you just made that one up. Yeah, and, um, he, he, uh, uh, Jeffrey's only. Hmm questioned the process (laughs) (laughs) he only he only said it was stolen but he he, he's not the definition of an election denier because we chose that that is an election denier is simply a trump election denier not a democrat election denier he was only speaking for disenfranchised voters he wasn't (laughs) exactly denying anything well but but it's really fascinating because you know you look at the polls the uh, what two three polls out here in the last couple of days Mm. where trump is tanking yeah yeah. You know, Trump is tanking. Republicans seem to, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm trying to, you know, when when uh, who was it? Uh, oh, the interview that was uh, done with the. Um, oh, I can't think of uh, uh, who the uh, president's advisor was. I can't think. Uh, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. And that right, interview yeah, that, yeah. that we had played the audio a couple. And right, she right. was like, you, you can't do this. You can't. And remember, she was the one that told Trump in 2016. And then she did a 60 Minutes and said it. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. She right. said, I told him, you need to stop saying that the election's rigged and you're going, because it sounds like you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And that's not how you do it. And then he stopped it. And then, and then and his then, recent interview was with Larry Kudlow, or her, I'm sorry, her with, recent interview was with Larry Kudlow, Kudlow. Yeah. Uh, who was also part of his team. And right. they were both scratching their heads on the tactics and 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 saying, yeah, you've got to look forward. You've got to look forward. So it's interesting because you see now that, you know, that uh, the Republicans in, in the polls that are looking and say, look, we need to not that you not that you drop and you don't try to change mm. <clears throat> what we be, uh, believe is lo- uh, wrong uh, in, uh, 
you know, in in the election system, the things that we don't like uh, uh, in it, and there's there's many, but it's the fact that you've got to promote the five or six things that people are really the Republicans have come to that conclusion, and the Democrats are going in the opposite direction. The election deniers yeah. are moving up higher, yeah, and and their election deniers. Go back to 2016. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They, they, they can't get over it. And we're now six years after that one. Yeah. And so it's just, it's really interesting how politics works. And it's like the Democrats are now putting people in leadership power that are known as the biggest election deniers. And the Republicans seem to be moving away, uh, you know, from focusing on that. Right. As one of the major issues that they talk about. Not right. that they won't talk about it. Right. But it's one of the issues that, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, because DeSantis, even DeSantis talked about, hey, here's why elections run better here. Yeah. And so that's not going to go away. No, but it's, no. you know, how do you win a, uh, elections? What are the major issues that Americans uh, want to uh, want to talk about? Yeah. yeah but when yeah. I saw that headline, for some reason, I missed it yesterday when I saw it. You said, oh, yeah, I saw it. Like, oh, you got to yeah. be kidding me. Boehner crying. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to see that one. Well, and and his quote, you know, uh, my girl, do I, do I have to do his voice when I use the quote? Uh, my girls told me, tell the speaker how much we admire her. And all right. Okay. All right. You know, um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Fine. It's like fine. fine. Seriously, okay, fine. fine. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's, it, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Whenever... Whenever a, because I would say it's more, at least in my experience, uh, uh, more women have used that with me than I've ever used that with them. It's like, so we can do this? Fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> so when you say fine, fine, that's what I always think yeah. of. It's like, fine. oh, so it's not fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, it's, you know, um, because Boehner's not a player. He's not no. going to be a player again. Mm-hmm. No. And, but it's, it is laughable. Uh, I, I, I just, I honestly just want to know why he cries so much. <laughs> I mean, he cries all the time. Remember when the Pope came to the U.S.? Yeah. And he basically didn't stop crying, you know. I'm not sure that he ever stops crying. <laughs> he, uh, uh, an old friend of mine, um, has a number of pictures with John Boehner and it's uh, it, it involves the uh, Kentucky Derby and, and you know, Kentucky's a big tobacco state. <laughs> and it, uh, I was telling Alan, our producer during the uh, break that uh, it looks like in every picture that he has with my, that, that he's in with my friend, it looks like he either just stopped crying or he's about to start crying. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with him, but he cries at pretty much Every occasion. Um, and, you know, it's when when Trey Gowdy got up there and paid tribute to Paul Ryan, I was like, uh, all right, all right. You know, because you and I look at it as, you know, we're citizens, they're public servants. You know, we, this is, I, they're going to get emotional because they're colleagues and they're, you know, they became friends. I Look, there are some interesting relationships. You know, um, you could, my gosh, um, uh, the relationships on the high court, on the bench, 
you know, Scalia, RGB, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, RBG. I said that backwards, I think. And the these, because to me, I would love to hear the conversations between two individuals like that yeah. on legal items, right? You could write a book. That could have been a podcast. I would have paid a lot of money to hear, right, those conversations. Yeah. Well, but that's different. You, you, and I, you and I look at, I think, politics, and, and I think it was Kurt Schlichter from Town Hall Magazine that mm-hmm. wrote that uh, article a couple weeks ago that said, look, uh, Trump did fine, but it's mm-hmm. what you did for me today. I don't care what you did past then. And that's politics what it is. is about what you're doing for me now. Right. It, it's, not, it's not about crying. It's not about, uh, it, it's not about pity. It's not about sympathy. It's about getting the job done and moving the agenda forward End of story. And if you're not doing it today, yep. for whatever reason, if it's baggage or whatever, then I'm done with you. Move on. Right. That's the way that it has that's, to go in politics. You right. look, I, and I look at politics in a very, very cold and analytical way. Even though I can admire people, there are people out there that I can admire, but I admire them not just because they exist, but because of what they promote. Right. And not sure. just because they've served in a particular way, because there are people that I believe serve in politics that are doing horrible things to this country. And I'm going and, and that's how I'm going to I'm going to respect somebody based on that. I don't respect somebody just because they've held a job for a particular amount of time. Right. It's what they're doing. And that's why we're different. And we look at it, you know, the, the same way. It's very cold and analytical for us, even though we can respect and we have talked about people that we believe are doing, you know, great things and that their philosophy is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But philosophy has to matter. You just can't say, sure. well, I'm going to completely and totally embrace you, even though I believe that what you're doing for the country is extremely harmful. Right. Uh, I will respect you. If, if I stood there, if, you know, I'm a member of Congress and it was happening and I, I would stand there with respect because I respect the institution, even if I don't respect the person. Right. And yep. and that's it. And I, we don't play that. I saw something that well, uh, there was an article written. Kirsten's uh, Kirsten Cinema mm-hmm. uh, is now appealing to the people that hate the both the Democrat and Republican Party. We said it the other day. Stop with that populist mumbo jumbo. Right. It's not about hatred. It's simply about who's doing more of my bidding where I wish to see the country go. That's right. Eight six six ninety red eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on winter weather driving. Before you even head out onto slippery roads or snowy conditions, you need to make sure your vehicle is ready to go. Some equipment is especially important when driving in winter. Ensure that the heater and defroster are working properly and that all exhaust system connections are secure. A loose connection could cause carbon monoxide to leak into the vehicle. Check to see that the cooling system is full and there is enough antifreeze. It's recommended that you use an antifreeze that is rated for negative 25 degrees Fahrenheit. Confirm that all lights are working properly and that they're clear of snow, ice, and dirt. Check to make sure the wiper blades are in good condition and that you have enough washer fluid in the reservoir. It's also important to use washer fluid that is rated for cold temperatures. Finally, Check that battery cables are firmly connected and are not corroded. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This report is brought to you by Pilot Flying J and by Shell Rotella. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
It's Red Eye Radio. He, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. What's going on? Testing one, two, three, four. Testing one, two, three. By the way, the other day was uh, International Sound Check Day. It was all over social check. media. And it was like, check. check one, two, check, check one, two, check. Check this out. All right. Uh, <laughs> there was, it was like, okay, enough. I've had enough of that. Because uh, yeah. everybody was, anybody in the music business was posting that. It was Sound like, Check Day. Okay. It's funny because I've been watching old sound checks of uh, Van Halen back in the day. That's to me. That's that's very interesting to watch the sound check like yeah. uh, that come together with like an an Eddie Van Halen getting the sound right. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. All right, so uh, Republicans are saying there are indications that COVID could be tied to China's biological weapons mm-hmm. research program. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that story coming up. Get a word in edgewise. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. If John Boehner was here, he'd be crying because we're playing the nice Christmas selection. Christmas music always, 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 always makes me emotional. Rudolph, Red Nose think it takes to open presents christmas morning at john boehner's house <sighs> uh okay here you go uh uncle john I, I you know i really couldn't think of anything but i i you know i i found this tie at cracker barrel it's got chickens on it and i just thought you might <laughs> remind me of eggs if he was ralphie <laughs> got the Red Rider BB gun, <laughs> or or if he was if, if Boehner had a dress in the pink bunny suit, <laughs> that would have made him cry. <laughs> the, rest, the rest of the family's going, oh man, I think I think next year I'm just going to wait till after Christmas and send him something in the mail. Uh, I love <laughs> opening the mail. I love the mail. You know, thing is, I don't know why, but when you do that, I, in my mind, I can picture Boehner right where you are crying like that. And that's the fun. That's the funniest thing. We we have no problem if men cry. We want to make this clear here on Red, Red Eye Radio. We are not against men crying. You, you know, but what? men crying all the time. Yes. You, do you know what uh, stops him from crying? Cigarette break. <laughs> I'll be right back. I gotta go outside. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and then at, you know, at, at the dinner table later is like, I, I, I would like to make a toast 
<laughs> Everybody's going, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, back to the seriousness of the world's problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Now, this is really interesting. This uh, Fox had this. I didn't see anybody else with this, but Republican members of the House Intelligence Committee, mm-hmm. uh, which, by the way, will be under Republican control in just a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. are alleging in a newly released report that there are indications that COVID-19 could be tied to China's biological weapons research program and spilled over to the general human population during an incident at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The information was released in a minority staff report by members of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence just last night. Now, this is... All right, I'm going to read it first, and then we'll analyze it. Contrary to the implication of the intelligence community's declassified report, Based on our investigation involving a variety of public and non-public information, we conclude that there are indications that COVID may have been tied to China's biological weapons research program and spilled over to the human population during a lab-related incident, the summary of the report states. The intelligence community failed to adequately address this information in its classified updated assessment. When we attempted to raise the issues with the IC, it failed to respond in a declassified assessment in the origins of COVID-19 by the Office of Director of National Intelligence in October of 2021. The report states that COVID was probably not a biological weapon, adding we remain skeptical of allegations that it was a biological weapon because they are supported by scientifically invalid claims. Wednesday's report released by the House Republicans also alleges that its investigation revealed serious shortcomings with both the classified and declassified versions of the intelligence community and states that the omissions likely skewed the public's understanding of key issues and deepened mistrust. The committee believes that the intelligence community downplayed important information related to the possible links between COVID and China's bioweapons research based in part on input from outside experts, the report states, adding that the intelligence community refuses to be transparent with the committee regarding uh, which uh, which experts it relied on. Uh, Brad Wenstrup of Ohio told Fox News Digital representative, uh, uh, Brad Wenstrup, that Americans deserve answers regarding the origins of the COVID of COVID-19. The American people are owed answers about the origin. Our report states that COVID-19 may have been tied to China's bioweapons research program and that the intelligence community withheld key information from the American public's uh, authorized elected officials, deepening public mistrust. Our findings also show that the Chinese Communist Party bears more responsibility for the COVID-19 pandemic than what has been publicly known or transparently communicated to the American people. As a physician and Army veteran, I believe it is vital, uh, vitally important that we understand the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic and strive to do everything within our power to pursue policies that will pre- help prevent our country from being vulnerable uh, like this in the uh, uh, future. Hmm. While alleging uh, that COVID-19 uh, origins were likely tied to China's 
Biological Research Program. The report states, we have not seen any credible indication that the virus was intentionally rather than accidentally released. Hmm. So, nor do we claim the information we have found is a smoking gun that definitively resolves the question of origins of COVID-19 beyond all doubt. However, the information is important to furthering the public's understanding, and we will seek to declassify the classified version of our report in the next Congress to further the conversation, hmm. right. which I would agree with completely. Yeah, I sure. would agree. Uh, and, and so the question would be, well, who are your experts that differ from the experts of the of the intelligence community or right, right. did the intelligence community use all of these experts and reject some was it the intelligence community that actually uh you know laid out all these experts and congress knows about it right that all these experts were asked the question but the intelligence community only used the experts that had their narrative and kept out those other experts is that what uh, the Republican members of Congress are saying. Now, mm. we know that the head of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, we know that on Russia collusion, that the Trump whole, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, that he lied repeatedly and pathologically that intelligence reports uh, indicated that Trump colluded with the Russians and... Uh, it just was not circumstantial. Right. And we know that was a lie. Right. Because it didn't exist. And when, remember, he was on The View and presented it, what his information was? Right. It was the uh, uh, Trump Tower meeting with Veselnitskaya. Right. That everybody already knew about. Right. And we all had nothing to do and with And nothing, it. had nothing to do with well, it. Well, that showed that Trump was attempted. That's no. not what you said. You nope. said... It was more than circumstantial evidence, and he repeated it. Oh, he lied to the American public about intelligence. So we right. know that the current head of the House Intelligence Committee has no problem lying right. about what U.S. intelligence actually acquires. That's well, that's a problem, was a problem, and it's something that you and I have been talking about for a couple of years now. Yeah. And and you know this is and this is what it gets down to is is that uh you know how much is known. And that that is my question and look, I uh the confidence in the Republicans to do the thorough job into looking into all of this is, you know, is one thing. I I just kind of leave that up in the air, but it absolutely must happen. The investigation absolutely must happen and it must be thorough. What's the problem here for the Biden administration politically now? Politically, the fact is, because of the whole Hunter Biden laptop story and taking money from the Chinese, is the United States and is this report being skewed by the Republicans? Is there pressure from the White House to not actually tell the truth about this? I'm talking about I'm saying this is going to be the politics that Republicans will play. Right. Is this because uh, the the uh, the Biden family has been so enriched? by the Chinese Communist Party through the Chinese Energy Company and Hunter Biden, that this is part of the relationship and the soft selling of things that could be damaging to the Chinese Communist Party because of the enrichment of the Biden family. Right. That's what happens when you get involved in influence peddling. Yep. And and here we are. Uh, a Potentially a massive, massive influence peddling 
uh, a political, well, it's already a, a massive scandal, but we don't know to, to what extent uh, any uh, wrong, illegal uh, activity uh, may be involved. But beyond that, the brand on the president is already there. And you pair that now with a pandemic that everybody knows was, at the very least, mishandling manipulation of a virus in a lab. I mean, in their minds, they're looking at that going, yeah. I don't know. There was, by the way, there seemed to be, it was, I think it was early this year in the spring, a couple of stories that were just floated in the liberal media uh, on the whole wet market. Oh, no, the, the, it's, no, uh, no, now everybody believes it was, it really was the wet market. Oh, that's sorry. Not, that's not the case. That's, no. No. that's, that was just a bogus attempt. We didn't even bring it up at that time because nobody was focusing on those stories because, and, and by the way, there is no proof, and I don't need proof. We're talking about what the sentiment is when people look at that and go, okay, yeah, that sounds logical. I'm presenting it in the same way that Jon Stewart did on Colbert. Right. Oh, it sounds logical, but guess what? I don't know for sure, and how would I know? You would do an investigation, and it should be a thorough investigation to find all the answers and uh, find out uh, you know, exactly uh, how the U.S., was involved, and if the president is compromised. You and I believe that he is compromised, at the very least, because we know his family has benefited from this, from from the Chinese government. So there's no way to uh, undo any of that. That's all, all this stuff has already happened and is now in place. Right now, you can expect a response. I would expect a response because some Republicans are going to bring up exactly the scenario that we said with with uh, with Hunter Biden, mm-hmm. but just in general, the media is now going to pound on this mm-hmm. and say, well, the Republicans are saying it. Do they have any evidence that they're going to bring Democrats aboard mm-hmm. to say they have no evidence? Mm-hmm. Fauci will be on saying mm-hmm. there's no evidence that this has uh, that this has uh, happened. Fauci was on yesterday because of DeSantis. So he's going to be brought up because he he he's out there every time there's an allegation against him. And then Republicans will say, well, then release, declassify our report. Right. If you don't declassify our report, you have no credibility. Right, because here's the question. No- if, as they're saying, and, and I'm with you on that, I think they, that, that will be the play. Well, no, there's no evidence that that happened. Okay, then what happened? Right. Because that's what, that's what first of all, uh, our society deserves, is the truth as to how this happened. And we need to know absolutely very clearly, yes or no, did it come from a lab leak? Was it intentional? Uh, how much manipulation of this virus took place? All of these things so that we don't go through this again. And and did the United States support gain-of-function research right. at the same time what was our the, the, the Chinese military was doing it at the same lab? Right. And, you know, so there's so many questions. But again, as we've stated, the Democrats have no interest in finding this out. No, they don't. They don't. It's only the Republicans, mm-hmm. you know, uh, something that stopped. And, and uh, somebody had uh, Heather McDonald wrote an article about in California, how, you know, in Los Angeles County, how they're pushing for mask mandates again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, and no, mask yeah. mandates and, right. and everything, and and just a New York Times story on it about mm-hmm. you know people are more concerned about convenience than COVID and wearing masks. Yeah, and it's right. like, oh, well, here we go again. Here we go again. And it's like, but they have no interest in where the where the origin was. Right? Why not? Right. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. It's Friday Radio. He is Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, uh, some Elon Musk talk coming up following the top of the hour, but actually not on, on Twitter. We may get to that, mm-hmm. but uh, the whole selling uh, Tesla shares and, mm-hmm. and, and our theory of what might be going on and what you might see in the future yeah. uh, on that, that. Where is he going to go with Tesla when right. you know that the market for Tesla – for the most part, I'm not saying all, because I I know a couple of people that have <laughs> have money and bought a Tesla just to have one. Right. They yeah, don't use yeah. it as their primary vehicle. Mm-hmm. They're sort of you know they're they're auto geeks. Yeah. Right. And and they they wanted one, mm-hmm. but that's not really who was buying it in right. the masses out there. Right. So we'll get to that coming up. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Please, please. Have Boehner. Have Boehner. If, if uh, we were, we were uh, chastising uh, our listeners who didn't have the Red Eye Radio app last hour, maybe if you use pity and a Boehner cry... You know, to download our app that will, by the way, does, does that not sound desperate or what? My, my esteemed <laughs> colleague, Mr. McNamara, <laughs> who is from the great state of New York, <laughs> would like you to download the app. <laughs> I love apps. And you can listen when you want. It's short for application. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so we were uh, – this This has been one of those – we finally, at the top of this hour, took it – we actually walked out, yeah. but we continued talking. Yeah. I mean, so it, it, it never stopped. It's just one of those days where the show just continues. It doesn't – there's no silence during the breaks because a lot of times we'll be researching stuff during the breaks. Yeah. For some reason, today's one of those times where the, the, the show, you're hearing about – oh, I don't know, about uh, – Seventy-five uh, percent of the show because the rest of it's going on during the the uh, the, the breaks. Yeah. But we were we were talking about Elon Musk selling a you know a shares of of uh, of, of Tesla and, and where that's going to go. And I think as we were getting into the discussion, you brought up a great point because mm-hmm. we have talked about the fact that you know liberals now 
if they can get rid of their Tesla, they want to get rid of it. They yeah, don't. They yeah, don't. Yeah, they don't want yeah, to buy yeah. it. It's like yeah, yeah. you and I have often stated. You know, what's the market going to be? What's the market going to be? Okay, right, he's right. selling some shares, but I thought you came up with a great point that because of what the federal government has uh, and and California mm-hmm. has has said they're going to do with electric vehicles, all of a sudden a company like Tesla, mm-hmm. because of the mandates of we need to have less you know, gasoline vehicles on the road and they need to right. be gone by this uh, point, all of a sudden Tesla, because the infrastructure, the design, the manufacturing of the vehicles is already there, all right. of a sudden becomes more attractive yeah. to OEMs. Well, it, it does. And right now, I, I think the other big OEMs that are not, uh, they, they're the traditional OEMs, I think have to be looking at this um, for number one, the uh, the drop in in market cap for Tesla, which makes them a bargain. The the stock price has dropped dramatically. Um, but number two, uh, what also could uh, and and by the way, this is pure speculation. Right. I don't even know of a story that is no, that is pointing I, in no. this direction. But it it I think market conditions are right, and they also fit. Uh, what's going on, I think, with Elon Musk. So you have, you know, in, 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 when you have a state like California that comes in and says, um, after 20, starting in 2035, all new vehicles that are sold have to be EVs. The OEMs basically just have to get in line. It's like cafe standards over the years. You just have to do it. You, you, you don't have a choice. You can lobby and try and get that changed. Uh, hope the marketplace will change it. Uh, if you believe it's not going to be profitable. Um, but otherwise, right now, you have to start gearing up for uh, the inevitable, and you have to be compliant. And being compliant in California is a big thing. And so it it, it would have you, if you're a Ford or GM, uh, it would have you looking at, okay, what is the, you know, what is the marketplace right now? And because any of these other OEMs could look at a Tesla and say, that's a brand we could take on as a parent company and not basically have to make it a Tesla model under the GM brand. It wouldn't have to be a Tesla model under the Ford brand. It's just going to remain as Tesla as a, you know, right. as a, as a right. company, but it would be under the parent company. And, and Ford has gotten into the, uh, you know, the, uh, buying into the Rivian thing. I think there's a lot of questions about Rivian, the, uh, EV truck maker. Uh, as they kind of hit the brakes on a deal uh, with Mercedes Vans uh, in the last couple of days. That news came out. I don't know if that deal's done uh, and not going to happen or if they just uh, stopped it for now. And then, you know, inflation and everything else that's hit these companies, including Rivian and and Tesla, and the cost of, uh, you know, building these vehicles is, is on the rise and makes them more expensive. So all of this makes Tesla very uh, attractive, I believe, because of the uh, how well established they are as an EV maker, as an OEM. Uh, for other larger OEMs, I I could see that being a very very attractive uh, 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 property. And then you go over to the seller, uh, being you know, um, it's it's Elon Musk, and it's a publicly you know traded company, but he's selling his shares. And he sold 22 million more shares recently in Tesla. And that's about $3.6 billion worth. 
Um, and you know, the question is, all right, what is he doing? I look, I don't know that that is that directly is an indication that he wants out of the Tesla game, but I considered the question, okay, why would he want it out? Why would he want out of it? One of the things that he clearly had, or a number of things that he has learned in this, um, acquisition of Twitter is how liberals operate. But then the reaction to his other products or one of his other products, uh, Tesla, you know, and, and how liberals were, well, I'll just sell it. And, and he's scratching his head going, well, either, like we said, either you believe in the EV technology and the vehicle and the product or you don't, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not how many of them buy No, EVs. it's a sta- status symbol. It's a status symbol and they buy it and, you know, um, that's just that's just the way it is. Um, and so I think, it, which makes it a very fickle market. Because if they if they're wanting to sell their vehicle because they don't like the guy, right? I mean, think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sell it because I don't like the guy. Well, I, you know, I, my gosh, then you're going to that that damn Lee Iacocca. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I decided to go back a little well, bit in history and just exactly. And, okay, let me tell me. I mean, because you could you could tie basically your uh, disdain for any individual to a number of products and you'd be sitting there with no clothes and nothing to drive. Mm-hmm. But the, but the, so what would be the attraction for him to offload a Tesla? Well, first of all, it would have to be a very, I think, lucrative offer for, for the, for Tesla, uh, the property, um, which, which, you know, again, how many of the major OEMs are in buying mode right now? I don't know. It's, it would be a bargain given the, the, the drop in the share price. Um, but that's, you know, all negotiated out. But then beyond that, um, you know, getting out of a market where each, you know, of your products, now you know how fickle the audience is. You do something on Twitter they don't like, you know, they're going to turn their their backs on the brand. And so you look at his other ventures like SpaceX. Well, he's in, in, in that venture, he's not selling rockets <laughs> to people you know, to put in their driveway. Right. So uh, uh, how what people think of him personally really doesn't go into play. Uh, he's already got those projects. And I think he's also the, the, the type of person, it seems, where his mind is, is all right, let's, um, what is the next innovation? What is the next thing? Um, and major investors and innovators, that's kind of how they operate. And I could see him looking at it saying, look, uh, Tesla did well, and it's going to do well under the new ownership or whatever when it, when it moves on. It'll do well once I'm not no longer part of Tesla um, because of the technology. But I'm proud of the work we did in establishing a massive mm-hmm. footprint as a an EV brand. And then moving on to other, you know, a number of other things uh, of, you know, where, again, the market isn't so fickle and you have don't have to deal with a bunch of crybabies. So that would be the net. What did Boehner buy a Tesla? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you you look at that and you say, okay, that's the one negative in him buying Tesla is what will that do uh, over the next year to sales of Tesla? And then he's selling stock, which is lowering the value of Tesla to begin right, with. And, right, right. and would he sell it? And by the way, I just did a Google search. Nobody else has speculated that he is selling. So, right, uh, right, so, right, so right. you've got that because you said that during the break, and I went, okay, you got to go with that. Got to go with that on the air, just to, as as speculation about what would happen, and then 
and and the reason why, which is because of the mandates being put on uh, by you know like the state of California and other states right. that say we're going to be totally out of the get. Now it may never get to that point, right? But the fact is, there may be incentives for other the other major OEMs to say, well, this is all set for us. There's already there's already a product. It's viewed as the best product out there. Yeah. You know, if the government's going to go this way and do this, and we might as well uh, take that. But that's the the one when you look at it negative him buying Twitter. I just wonder because you look at somebody like Elon Musk who's always looking to the future. And there are very few people like that that exist. You know, they're the the billionaires, but the but even those type of billionaires are rare. You know, they may do one thing good, but they don't jump to another thing, another thing, another thing, another thing. Mm. Elon Musk has done that and right. major, major things uh, he has done. I, I would I, say in the media uh, investments, I would say John Malone is kind of a, of that to a certain degree of that same cloth. He's not an yeah. innovator, but I, it's, right. you know, he's kind of the liberty and 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 uh, his companies have kind of taken that approach and you know, right. and, and as as investments. Like I said, but but you, very few uh, of them. right, right. But the one thing that he has, and I don't know where it goes, because the one positive here, and we talked about this last week for Musk is the admiration, look, I think the majority of Republicans and conservatives admire what he is doing mm-hmm. right now, yeah. especially right. for free speech. Yeah, They know he's not a conservative. Right, right. But it's like, this guy may do more to yeah. promote the concept of free speech and anti-censorship right. in America than anybody has ever done. Right. And, you know, by, by doing... Now, again, this is what they're thinking. Whether that will come to fruition, I don't know. But you look at it, and it's a, an amazing time in history where somebody who is viewed as an, you know one of the great, I guess, industrialists mm-hmm. uh, yeah. of this time right. has said, I'm going to buy this company where all of us were questioning what is the value of a Twitter. But right. I'm going to go and buy this so we, uh, we will have less corporate censorship here and we'll promote the, the, the spirit of free speech. And it seems like that's what he's exactly doing. Yeah. And so right. he is viewed as somebody, you know, we always talk about the little guy who stands up against, you know, the establishment. Mm. Uh, but you can look at Trump as one of those that was actually actually a billionaire who stood up against the establishment. And then Elon Musk, who's a billionaire, who is standing up against the establishment and the establishment media, the the government that wishes to do things that are damaging to the public and the public can view him as an, you know, this is an individual identity. It's not a group of people. It's not a political party. It's him. And I don't know where that, what what this, what this uh, positive view of him can do in the future for whatever business business ventures he may get into that we haven't even thought of yet right and and and, you know keep in mind too that they're they don't need a buyer at the table for him to kind of take the approach of of jeff bezos with amazon all right i'm not going to be the ceo anymore right and jeff bezos uh you know um even before his divorce was not a the majority shareholder of the company you know, they, they often are not. They have massive amounts of shares, but then they kind of offload shares along the way. And then they, all right, I'm going to step down as CEO. I'm going to also, I'm still going to chair the board or whatever. 
and they still uh, have a role in the company, uh, but they're not necessarily, you know, leading that company. And and I, I think it would be not necessarily in response uh, to the things we mentioned and, and how fickle your customer base may be. Um, it could be a number of things, other interests and other innovations and, and things that, you know, you look at, at what he might, who knows what, what Twitter and YouTube and everything else will look like in 10 years. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you've got ideas of, of presentations and, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and, and long form videos and content and everything else, um, which has already been announced, then you kind of see where he's going. And, and beyond that, you know, the, the, it's kind of wide open. And as an innovator, that's kind of, you know, the, the direction I would see him going, even if no one cared about the whole Twitter thing and his customer base at, at Tesla was still very loyal. It, 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 I think he would still at some point, just his nature is to, all right, we did that. And I'm also going to do this and this, and he's going to move on to that next thing. Um, and, and I guess we'll see, you know, if, if that is the case, pure speculation, but, you know, I think it is an interesting time and I think he did, I don't know if he learned it, maybe he did, or uh, maybe he didn't in terms of his customer base and how fickle they are. And, and the fact that if, and he has to be asking himself, man, if they're willing to walk away from the product because they don't like me and that has nothing to do with the product then, you know, how fickle is that customer base? And what's the future? You know? I mean, seriously. Identity capitalism. <laughs> seriously, yeah, right. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Speaking of Elon Musk, you see the, Demo the uh, liberal criticism of him yesterday? Mm. Well, he said he was going to be 100% in total free speech. What about this absolute free speech? He never said that. No. No. And and they they were talking about the fact that he took off that one Twitter account that was following his plane. Right. And he believes that, you know, that you heard about the, the car incident mm -hmm. yeah. with his, with his two-year-old son that he right. believes was tied to... You know, people following where his plane was going and where he was. Right. So he took it off. He said, sorry, that's a that's a physical threat thing. And that, you know, that's going to be, he said, uh, these these things where people, you know, will start telling you where somebody is or is going to be at that point who is a celebrity. We're not going to allow that. And, you know, he's talking political free speech is right. what yeah. is opinions. About. We want right. ideas to yep. be put out there. And the Democrats jumped on, you know, the excuse me, the liberals. I won't say the Democrats, but mm -hmm. liberals uh, on Twitter jumped on that. Is he was said it's going to be about absolute free speech. He never said absolute free speech. No, and he's talking about political free speech and not the free flow of ideas of things happening. And that whole jet tracking thing uh, has really uh, escalated. You know, now that there is so much of this negative sentiment and hatred for him uh, mm -hmm. after the purchase of Twitter. Um, you know, before it was like, okay, uh, that's one thing. And it still is, I, I think it's a form of doxing, uh, when you're talking about it, how far it's carried out by not just that Twitter account, 
but also <laughs> other individuals who take that and use that information. And and now it it uh, according to him being a very clear and immediate threat uh, with uh, stalkers and and everything else. That's very dangerous. And he also said doxing isn't going to be allowed. It's like, right. well, you said free speech. No, he's yeah, talk. Everybody no. knows who's talking right. about uh, political free speech, uh, opinions and ideas about current events that are going on. Right. Yep. And you know that's that's what it comes down to. And 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 any critical thinker knows that. Exactly. You you know um, what's going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed. Yeah. I saw that yesterday and I went, okay, that's pretty weak from the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody yeah. understands when it comes to people's physical security that uh, Elon Musk was not talking about that. He right. was talking about ideas and political free speech on yep. the things that are going on today and the censorship that existed. We all know what the censorship was. It was all political. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, you know, that's that's what the objection was to. Was right. The, and also, you know, I mean, transparency, you know, about yep. it and, and what the process is going to be at uh, at at the company and and, you know, how things are going to be handled. And, and uh, he's I think he's shown that sometimes you well, not sometimes every pretty much every day you have to adapt as you learn new things. And uh, and that seems to be what's going on here. But doxing was never going to be allowed and shouldn't be. Join the conversation. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm listening to the tunes. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we talk a lot about, you know, the concept of, of free speech hmm. And we just mentioned, uh, uh, again, Elon Musk. And, you know, we we forget about how free speech rights, even in the Western world, are disappearing. Yeah. You know, and so just like everything else where, you know, we learned that 30 years ago when the left was talking about the fact that all they wanted was tolerance, we found out that wasn't true. Yeah, right. They didn't just want tolerance. They just didn't want acceptance. They wanted participation and forced celebration Mm. of their opinions. We see now where they wish to go. And I'm reading here from Jonathan Turley about in Norway what's going on, where Mm. a filmmaker is under criminal investigation for challenging a transgender identity. And he talks about this lesbian filmmaker and actress who is now facing up to three years in prison. Uh, Tonye, and I don't, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, mm. 
uh, I'll say Jiv John, maybe. I don't know. But mm. uh, a lesbian filmmaker and actress is now facing up to three years in prison. Talk about transphobia, huh? Yeah, right. Saying that on Facebook that a man cannot become a lesbian. She was put under investigation for making comments about another Norwegian activist, a transgender female that often refers to herself as a lesbian mother. On Facebook, the filmmaker wrote, it's just as impossible for men to become a lesbian as it is for men to become pregnant. Men are men regardless of their sexual fetishes, end of quote. This is obviously protected speech in the United States. However, in many countries, uh, it can be a criminal offense to express an opposing view on gender identity. Now, uh, this uh, the uh, activist has previously brought criminal charges against those who questioned his sexual identification. Free speech in Norway and much of Europe is in a free fall. In 2020, the country amended its penal code that added gender identity and gender expression as protected categories from hate speech. And now hate speech is telling the truth, as we know. Yeah, right. Those expressing contrary views can face up to three years in jail. Mm. Not only does the law criminalize public comments, but you can receive a year in jail even for comments made in private. (laughs) By the way, if you want true Nazism and fascism, there you have it. Do you think about all the devices that have microphones on them? Oh, people at Google heard you talking in the privacy of your own home. The The impact of these laws uh, in Europe is evident in a recent poll of German citizens. Hmm. Only 18% of Germans feel free to express their opinions in public. Wow. 59% of Germans did not even feel free expressing themselves in private among friends. And just 17% felt free to express themselves on the Internet. I'm assuming those 17% uh, felt free to express themselves because uh, they agree with the opinions of the government. Yeah, right. That's why they feel free. Yeah. If if you don't agree with if you don't agree with the official narrative, the official lie narrative of the government, mm-hmm. uh, well, then I'm sure you don't feel that you can express yourself on the internet. Wow. We've been discussing the ongoing controversies and prosecutions over what are called trans ex- uh, exclusionary radical feminists. The term is TERFs. The term is used for feminists who have voiced opposition to transgender policies and laws that they believe erase or marginalize biological women. The most famous such figure is author J.K. Rowling, 
who has not only been the subject of global cancel campaign, but was recently listed by BuzzFeed with figures like cult leader Jim Jones, wow, Benedict Arnold, and O.J. Simpson as villains. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> and he goes on to talk about these other cases here, but understand where this is going mm-hmm. and where this is going in the United States. Mm-hmm. Remember, when California passed that law saying that some employees in California could be criminally liable if mm-hmm. they did not use the proper pronouns. Mm-hmm. And the California Supreme Court, of course, overturned it. It would have been blown out of the water by the Supreme Court. These things are not happening. These things are happening in Canada, Norway, Germany, yeah. right. Europe. These, these, these aren't things that are happening in Iran, North Korea, and China. Right. They're happening in the free world, or what was previously known <laughs> as the free world. Mm. The artist formerly known as Free World. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, think about think about this. Who decides? Who decides what is hate speech? Because then dissent is hate speech. Ultimately, even going beyond anyone's identity. Well. I don't like the fact that we have this law. How would that not be hate speech? We saw the perfect example. We played the audio cut yesterday of the uh, congresswoman talking to a trans activist Mm -hmm. who was there because, of course, the Democrats had the whole thing about violence towards transgenders, which Mm -hmm. comes from hate speech. Right. And we said, what's the hate speech out there for transgenders? Right. Where's the actual hate speech? Or, excuse me, where's the hate speech or violent rhetoric that's being promoted by anybody on the right? Is anybody on the right saying you need to accost and attack transgenders? Right. I don't know anybody. I have not heard I that. I don't know I anybody who's heard that. In fact, what I've seen is, no, uh, we have, you know, if, that we have tremendous compassion uh, with with uh, for anybody because we know the high suicide rate. Mm-hmm. We know the mental challenges that people that are transgender that they have. That's just the reality. That's the truth. That's the reality of what's going on. That's part of the whole thing uh, about uh, the uh, the uh, uh, operations and the the um, oh, not the I can't think of it the uh, uh, the gender affirming drugs right. that are being mm-hmm. used and mm-hmm. and uh, and hormone therapy uh, the hormone mm-hmm. therapy and mm-hmm. everything else mm-hmm. and it's based on the fact that look. Uh, and, and we talk about the Navy SEAL mm-hmm. who, you know, said, oh, made a mistake, shouldn't have done this. We shouldn't be doing this to children. Right. There are huge issues out there. Right. Uh, uh, on it. And, and so the only thing that you hear if, from the right is what you would hear from us. Tremendous amount of compassion for all people that are having challenging times. Right. That's across the board. Anybody who's had challenging times, anybody who, uh, you know, if, if, you know, whatever your situation is in your life, I always have compassion. But because I have compassion does not mean that if you state a biological lie that I have to agree with it. Right. So what this is what's coming from the left is that if you tell a biological truth 
that makes somebody else feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. then that is hate speech and that should be prosecuted and you can go to you should go to jail for that. Ben Shapiro on Dr. Drew on CNN yeah. Headline News years ago and he brought up Ben Shapiro brings up biology and he was threatened with violence from the transgender activists. Right. And then the panel there agreed with the trans even though they agreed yeah. with Ben Shapiro. Right. They said but you knew by saying that you would get him angry therefore you're wrong. Right. And you, right. And, and so but in this the the case yesterday, so this is you know this this is why the the trans activists are because what's the hate speech towards transgender? What is it? Let's get into it. What is actually the hate speech? A biological male cannot be a biological female, and a biological ma- female cannot be a biological male. Right. That's it. And a biological male should not be competing against a biological female. Right. That's the hate speech that they claim is causing all the violence. Now we know it's ridiculous. And that's why the congresswoman then looked at that trans activist and said, here's what you've wrote about Supreme Court justices. You said we should have cost them. They should never have peace whatsoever. If you're claiming that the hate speech is disagreeing with is disagreeing with your biological lies and that's causing the violence, then you can't sit there and say you stating that Supreme Court justices should be accosted wherever they are is not violent rhetoric right by your own standard mm-hmm. and of course that that you know shut the activists down but that's what we're dealing with here so things that are things that are actually threats the left does not view as anything wrong with it as long as it as something somebody that differs from their opinion right but if you state look you know, you can be whatever you wish to be in your life as an adult. Do whatever you want. Uh, but if you state a biological lie, I will call you on it. If that's hate speech, which is then becomes violent rhetoric because it, you get angry about it uh, or it's violent rhetoric because you believe by stating a biological fact that it will cause somebody else to commit violence, that's a big stretch. Well, because it gets to the point of the government being able to control all speech. Yeah. Because the government decides what hate speech is. And that's the government decides which speech what speech is allowed and which speech is not even in the privacy of your own home. And we see that we're not talking Iran, we're not talking North Korea, we're not talking China, we're not talking Russia, we're talking major Western countries, including those in Europe and Canada. Yeah. No, forget your freedoms, our agenda. <clears throat> right. We'll, we'll let you know what and, you're free to do. And we'll put you in jail if you won't lie. Right. Think about that. Yeah. If you won't lie, you go to jail. Yep. You want to talk about fascism? You want to? Let's talk there Nazism. Huh? Yeah, there it is right there. There it is right there. 86690-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. 
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. Just reading uh, the latest Fox News poll, Americans are down on, on the economy, but they're hopeful for the country. They're yeah. hopeful. Yeah. Hopeful for the country's future. Uh, 53% uh, say yes. 45% say no. Hmm. A year ago, 43% said yes, and 54% said no. Hmm. Now, the condition of the economy is the lowest level that it has been. It was higher in October. Uh, it was uh, higher a year ago. It's at 19% right now. Huh. Uh, excellent, excellent, good, 19%. Only fair, poor, 81%. The, both numbers are tied for the lowest. So as we're in and now December, and that was taken this week, and so this is where the president's saying the economy's doing great. We're doing record gangbuster numbers. Uh, uh, Rob Reiner uh, <laughs> quoted again the other day in, mm. on, uh, on, on Twitter, posted on Twitter the other day, you know, best president, one of the best presidents ever, Joe Biden. It's like... <laughs> you, I guess you just got to go full on, right? Full yeah. on delusional? Yes. It just, uh, it's like, what in the world? Like really, you're gonna try to? You're really gonna sell that? And I mean, actually, for Rob Reiner, it's it's humorous. Yeah, it is because uh, as I as I said, he's he's a bigger meathead in real life than the character. No, actually, that's it, it, it's he was more his, rational as meathead. No, you're absolutely on the right. show. He was more of a critical thinker on the uh, on a, his character was. <laughs> Clearly, he didn't write for that character, did he? No, he just portrayed him. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.